Okay, are you ready? Ready. Okay, well, we're on, and I'm going to cheese it up and say that you are a very hard man to catch, which is good <laughs> in your profession. Yeah, yeah, that worked well. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh, I'm Ryan Van Orscott. It's a blue-collar man who runs a late-model race car. Late-model race car. Yeah. You make it sound like it's just so whatever. <laughs> you fucking race, man. Yeah, so it's probably the highest series we can do here in the land of Canada. Pretty much Canada, I guess. How'd you get into this now? Wants and dreams, I guess. <laughs> just looked at one, wanted one. We were younger, I guess, and we bought our own house. We were looking for a lawnmower, and sure enough, there was a lawnmower on Gigi, and there was also a race car right below it. My wife said, you know what? You only get one shot. You might as well. And how, long, how long ago is that now? The 2014. Math, uh, eight years. Yeah. Has it been going pretty well? Yeah. This, this will be our seventh season this year. Full time race. Nice. You got a whole team, do you? We got a team, yeah. We got uh, some really solid guys with Kelly and Murray. Uh, Brandon comes along. We get Kelly, get Anita too. <laughs> My wife tries to make it uh, what she can make it do when she's out watching the kids. So, how do you uh, get a team together? Was it just people you always talked about it with, or did you go looking? Or? Well, no, it kind of just fell onto my lap, I guess. Uh, when we bought that car, sat outside here, pressure wash it, get it ready kind of thing. It was a heap. It looked like shit, but it was a race car. And uh, Kelly was always into racing. He had helped out a few other guys here and there, driving by on his way home from work, and he seen it, and he stopped. He said, holy shit. And now he says, why did you have to buy a race car on my way home from work? <laughs> <coughs> And Murray was always here, basically lived here while we were building it, and then for another two years afterwards, where there was me, there was Murray, same goes the other way too. So he stuck right onto it, him being a carpenter, gave him something a little different, a little new to play with, and uh, his mindset worked really well with it, he just stuck like glue to it, loved every bit of it. You guys just gelled really well, yeah. and then you became a sponsored race car driver. Yeah, well, with anything. Professional sports cost money. Professional race car sports cost a lot of money. So the the funding for behind us, as far as getting to the track and performance on the track, is all funded from sponsorship. Or mostly, I guess it wasn't like that when we started. But how'd you get sponsored? Like, do you go around like selling Girl Scout cookies, like they do, or basically, basically, yeah. basically Girl Scout cookies with my name on it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there you go. Prove that you can work for them as far as bring them business, bring them money. If you can do that, isn't it fair to ask them for half of that back? Yeah. So if I go and I say, listen, do you think that my promotional efforts, whether it be the sticker on the car, well, the sticker on the car don't sell a whole lot, but what you do on social media, what you do in general public, you know, connect with other people. You sell 10, 12 cars, how much money does that make? And how many guys just fucking love seeing their their logo on the side of your cars it's going by there's that too yeah there's that too we definitely incorporate that we've had quite a few race fans that just go to races and want something to cheer for and if their name's on the car that's who they're cheering for <laughs> Fair and, enough. you know and not to sound petty but every little bit helps whether it's you know hundred dollars to feed us for the day or the tickets to get into the race because it's kind of weird we pay our own way into the race and we pay more than the fans oh really watches. yeah oh yeah Mm. Yeah, if it's forty dollars for a fan, it's forty-five for the each crew member. So it's like gambling, like you're gambling your way in. Yeah. 
So it works. I think it limits the amount of people that come down into the pits, I guess. That's one way to look at it. And there's always reasoning behind it. Hmm. I've never really questioned it. <laughs> i got to get in there. So. I was going to say, you probably have more pressing matters on your mind. Like, yeah. don't hit that wall. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it used to be, uh, when we started, I used to lightly, but make it a point to hit a wall at every track I went to. Mm-hmm. And spin the car out at every track I went. You know, then you know your limits, right? You push something as hard as you can push it. If you never found that limit, but then you get into the race, and then you got to find your limits, shit goes wrong in a hurry. It's like a guy going into his first boxing match when he hasn't actually been punched in his training. Yeah, and then he'd go cry like a little baby. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the scariest thing that's happened to you racing? Uh, I've seen some weird stuff, some nasty stuff. Uh, I don't think I've been scared yet. No? Uh, (laughs) There's the moments of helplessness. That's probably the scariest. Like, we blew up an engine here. And our track's a third of a mile oval, and you're all out all the time. Blew the engine, going into the turn, no oil on the tires. Got the car stopped eventually in the wall, sideways, and the race control didn't catch it yet. So there's still 15 other cars going wide open past you, and then they hit the oil, and you're just sitting down. You're sitting in there holding onto everything you can and watching them slide, which one's going to hit you. Another engine failure where the oil expelled from it and the flames came up into the car. You know what to do. You know you get out. You can't panic. Panic, then stuff goes wrong. But that, uh, not wanting to lose, we were in Moncton racing and uh, the car was not fun to drive that night. <coughs> and uh, trying to wrestle it around the track and arms flailing everywhere basically. You can imagine just trying to catch it every turn. Right. I ended up hitting the latch for my seatbelt. Seatbelts came off, and then we're, oh, you know, what do you do? Do you do you stop to fix your seatbelts and lose the race, or do you just keep racing? So there was some white knuckle laps there while I just, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't stop. So, <laughs> so what kind of underwear do you recommend for people racing? <laughs> Yeah, uh, definitely not a white driver suit. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, there's some holy shit moments for sure. So, I mean, like, just from someone who's not overly familiar with it, other than yeah. seeing it on TV, I mean, like... Seeing all the left turn, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, just as far as that goes, like, in layman's, like, in hearing this stuff, it makes you think, like, you must have days, like, when you get on there in the car, like, obviously you work on it between races a whole lot. Yeah. In some days it might not feel just right. It's kind of... Yep, for sure. Kind of like the wife that's in a bad mood and it's like, <laughs> oh, what's wrong? I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Fine. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, definitely. You know when you missed it. Third to last lap, that's when it decides to let you have it. This is why I pissed. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times you know right away because you got what you got when you leave the shop for the most part. I mean... You throw stuff at it at the track, and you got three hours to do so before the race starts. But mostly all that stuff that makes the car feel the way the car feels, drive the way the car drives, and give you the feeling back, that's the stuff that's done in the shop. But what do you do? You don't just go to the race, feel car feel bad, and park it. No. Right? you got obligations is one thing, and then you also, why don't you just take that time to learn? You know, lose 10 laps, figure it out. Mm-hmm. I use it as a big practice event. Fortunately, we didn't really do that this year. We had a really strong year. 
but I can't quit. I'd never quit. We, uh, we actually, the longest race of the year, <laughs> it was a joke. They called it a 600 lap kind of deal, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was a 250. Hmm. It just, you know, caution after caution after caution. It went on. It must have been four hours. Oh, my God. It was nasty. It was just, they had the right mindset going into it on how to make a better race for the fans, but the wrong execution. Uh, Everyone was running out of fuel, the leaders, everybody, like, it'd be caution, 10 laps to go, okay, let's go, green flag out, leader runs out of fuel, another caution. And it just kept going and going. Well, early on in the race, something happened, a piece of debris on the track cut my left front brake line. Caution had come out anyway for that debris or for something. And we're in that situation where it's like, okay, no brakes, you can't race. That's not an option. No brakes, you can't race. So we said, well, we're going to fix it. And Kelly Murray, Brennan, the guys, Nita, they all got at it. And they ended up doing it and losing only two laps. So new brake line on it, bled the brakes, and I got back out and got going. And that no-give-up attitude. And then everyone else running out of fuel, we ended up getting all but one of our laps back. And I think we finished eighth. That's not bad. Out of 32 cars. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Going from, we probably shouldn't be doing this, to let's get yeah. fucking going. Yeah, that's pretty goddamn good. <laughs> yeah, we're happy. We're, that's what, that showed our no give up, but really paid off. It's a big financial difference between eighth and last. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, four hours is a long time for a race. What's an average race right now? Hour and 40 minutes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was anyone stopping for bathroom breaks at that point? Well, so that's the question that's always asked and never answered. <laughs> I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> but that's four hours and multiple water bottles to kind of hydrate and cool down. So what you're saying is I got to nag you after I shut this thing down to get an answer out of that, and I probably still won't. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well... If someone asked you, would you piss yourself or shit yourself? Are you going to answer that? Wait, were you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've painted this image of it, how realistic are racing movies? Like, uh, do you watch a lot of them? Or There's a few that are pretty close. 90% of them are not even anything close. The movie Driven? Driven. That's pretty close, but theatrical. Sly Stallone, the most accurate one so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One out of one you've seen. He's at number one right now. Yeah, that's it. What about Days of Thunder? So they have a lot of very accurate points in it, but again, theatrical. I'd say it's the most recreation. Re- what? However the hell you say it. Realistic? Realistic to what we do. Oh, I like the exposition in it. It's like, oh, he's going this way. I know him. He's going to go this way. <laughs> and then he cuts it like, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, like they use real cars and they have to make it interesting for the average person. How about Talladega Nights? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Man, I can't stand that fella. Really? Oh, I can't watch any Will Ferrell movies. My mom hates Will Ferrell, too. Oh, it just drives me up the wall. It would take an awful lot of money to put him on my back. <laughs> no, no Elf on Christmas for you, then? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, yeah, that's definitely a no. Uh, so Will Ferrell gets the big fuck you in the episode. Yeah, yeah. And being a comedy fan, you probably are like, why? I, why? <laughs> I, I could take him with him. Yeah? Yeah. No, I just find him annoying. He's one of those guys, he was in everything for a while, and I just get sick of that for a bit. It's like, it, yeah. like so the same. I can't. Kind of the point when I watch, or when I seen the Talladega Nights was a movie, I guess. Yeah. Probably made it through 15 minutes. <laughs> so here's what I'm wondering. As a racer, does that make you want to drive fast in your everyday life, or does it get it out of your system and you're chill as hell on? I'd say it made me 
give it out of my system. When I was younger, we had cars that we played with. We had way too fast for the road cars. And where else are you going to play it? They only got the road. Mm-hmm. Fortunate enough, nobody died. And really, no big fines out of it, I guess. <laughs> but now with this, I've been pretty good dri- like on the road. <laughs> Safe, calm, slow. Yeah. Yeah. You're behind some 80-year-old guy in a vehicle. Oh, no, you're still pissed. Yeah, you're still pissed. You see. There's a pass him. <laughs> there is a threshold here, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a point where... Your mind still thinks that everyone over 60 should have to be retested every year. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a whole piece of new material for my next show oh, just funny. about that. So I'm glad you're throwing that out there first to prime them. Oh, man. It's, it's, we were talking about this the other day going up Main Street. And half of them can't see. Hmm. And there's some that can drive. And that's great. So why complain that you have to get tested? You can pass it. You can pass it. Great. Move on. I hate the guys that have to come to a full stop and think about the turn. Yeah. Or who wave you through when you're... Hell, the light could be red and they're waving you through because <laughs> they don't want to go yet. Oh, jeez. I hate it stop signs when people stop forever at them. Like, stop sign. You stop for about three seconds, you make sure there's nothing coming, you obey the rules of the road in the right of way, and then you fucking go. Yeah. If you're stopped long enough that I'm getting out of my car to go check on you, you shouldn't be fucking driving. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, it's, it's nasty. Bright LED headlights, yay or nay? They don't bother me because really all I drive is a full-size truck. But saying that, I had a half-ton truck with bright LED headlights, like the factory ones in it, and it annoyed a lot of people. You were getting flashed all the time. And then I went back, now I'm driving a 2005 Duramax diesel full-size truck, and my lights are twice as bright. They're, I can see way better, and it doesn't annoy anyone. Hmm. I don't know. I'm happy where this truck doesn't have them big blue lights, but it floods enough area that it's brighter. Just if you're a professional and you have the same pet peeves I do, it justifies what I piss and moan about all the time <laughs> to my friends. I don't drive at night much. I'm not allowed out after six. <laughs> we drive home from a race, chances are I'm not driving, whether it be was a good race and we're celebrating or a bad race and you had to work twice as hard and your holes right. <laughs> yeah, I suppose after a four-hour race, you probably don't want to get anywhere near a steering wheel. No, after that race, we planned to go home. And after that race, even the crew, they're, they're just beat. A four-hour race, that's bad enough, but we're also there at 8 a.m. That four-hour race ended at 12 a.m. Or, like, that midnight. Yeah. So we were there 16 hours. That's the day. That's your toast. <laughs> so, uh... Two of our crew ended up just calling, getting a hotel, and that's where we went. Fair enough. Play some video games. Do I? Yeah. I, so, I used to play Call of Duty quite often. That was all I would play. I thought, you know, it could release some steam, and then, I guess, life went on, and never really thought about video games since. And then I got a simulator for the racing, and I used that quite often. Then we got kids, uh, time was gone, and... Uh, it's funny you say that, though, because this Christmas, a friend of mine put his Xbox something up for sale for 100 bucks. okay, Harrison, are you too young? My son is four. He said, no, I like video games. <laughs> of course he would, right? So, anyway, he said, screw it, let's go buy it. I went and bought it. Got a game, Wreckfest or something like that. Just let him smash things up. And then I kind of wanted to play it a little bit. And then there was some deal on or something. I ended up somehow getting Fortnite. And now... Pretty well every night I'll go in for one or two matches. 
By Fortnite as well. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Mrs. Fortnite's, the kids' Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to add you sometime. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's the fellow I bought it from. He, that's all he played, too, was Fortnite. I hadn't played video games forever. <laughs> Ten years, probably. And then, anyway, my first or second match, I think I won. <laughs> so I sent him a screenshot. He's like, man, no, you can't. <laughs> he said, yeah, I did. Then two or three later, it was like... I don't know, 50% win streak or something. And he was like, what in the hell is going on? And then as time went by, I got more level up. Yeah, like, we're down like 10%. <laughs> yeah. MK and I, when we first started playing together, uh, we had like our first teaming up. We had like a 13-match win streak. Jesus. Yeah. She's pretty sick at it, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I played by myself. And I tell you, for the first, I don't know how many days, maybe what, 20 matches or something like that. What in the hell are all these people building? Like, what the I, fuck is all this shit? I, I play like, no build, no build. Okay, well, then I found out that there was a no build. But if I go to no build, them guys are better at shooting. Yeah. If I go to build, them guys are better at building. I'll take my chances shooting. I hate really? that when you're playing the build mode. You sneak up on a hill, you're behind a tree or a rock, you get field position, you get your sniper out. You get one shot in the guy, and then he's got a fucking yeah, IKEA warehouse so. right there in front of you. I guess so. Fuck that. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you play racing games, you get like like Phantom Road Rage just from playing like Gran Turismo or something. No, no. And the only racing one I had was the simulator that <laughs> I raced. It was this so spot on the way that you start. It's basically training. Like I mean, it's fun. You wreck. You start another one, but it's the way it trains you. Just to race clean. Don't hit anything or anyone. Don't go off track. Like, it, it doesn't sound fun at all. Like, <laughs> but it's so much simulation. It's bang it on. Depends on the point of view. There's, like, those, like, deer hunter simulation yeah. games. Like, I can't stand those. those okay, are, well, yeah. then this is like that, but racing. If you're the type of person that likes that kind of thing, it's the kind of thing those people like. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're not going to use a controller. No. You to go buy a sim rig and... Like anything, there's people out there with $100,000 rigs and stuff like that. So you're never a Grand Theft Auto kind of guy? Oh, well, I didn't mind that. That was all right for a while. Like Those kind of games, I usually do the story. And that's about it. You ever just get behind your wheel and think, I wonder how many stars wanted I could get in real life? Yeah. <laughs> Depends on how the day was at work, I yeah. guess. Fair enough. How familiar are you with the show? No, I'm not. I know you do it. I've done work for you. We've talked about it. All right, then. So I'm going to totally catch you off guard with the uh, signature segment we have here. All right. Okay, so Ryan, in life, we are told there are no stupid questions. But I'm going to ask you five, and I want you to do your best to answer them. That sounds good. Are you ready for the first question? Yeah. How many times does a rock you've thrown at water have to skip before you're satisfied? I'd like five. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> You've definitely done this a few times, and that came to you quick. <laughs> I don't mind skipping around. Name a celebrity you'd most want to smell. He's <laughs> like, the wife's probably going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, this, this is an issue, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. No names come to mind. Pictures come to mind. No names. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one unanswered. <laughs> doesn't happen very often. We don't get very many passes, but for you, sir, because you've done such fantastic work for me in the past, you will get a pass on this one. If I could come up with names just like that, I'd be no problem. <laughs> I can picture stuff. i got a photographic memory, but I can't speak. All right. 
If I were to rob a bank and you're my wheel man, what are our odds of getting away? We got to have a good chance. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like percentage-wise? Depends on who you were to rob the bank. Don't worry about that. You just worry about driving. I'll get it for the car. We could have a good chance. I've got, a, I've got like a good security background, so I know my way around the insides and outsides of places. All right. Well, it's not all about speed trying to get away. That's going to be brains. Well, that's it. That's what I we do. That's where we do it. All right. So we got a good chance, like we're over the 50%? Oh, well, over. I'd say, I'd say we're good. 75. 75%? When do you want to start playing? <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> I Next. got a race car to find. <laughs> there we go we've got motivation we've both got kids yeah so the next question which brand of chewing gum has caused you the most pain I don't know Christ <laughs> I don't chew gum what the hell nothing nothing comes to mind kids don't hound you for some hubba buffer or something no. Just, no no the wife asked for some dead team today wasn't that big a pain in the ass to get it no, no. stop again Fuck, you have a peaceful life. <laughs> no. I have a thousand squirrels up here, and they're all having a rate. I went to a party once with some friends, and I just asked one of them if they had gum, and she said, here you go. So she just passed me the like the thing that you slide out of the gum. Yeah. So I just said, hey, can I have two? Because you can't chew like one little chicklet-sized no, piece right. of gum. That's fair. That's fucking not a child, okay? Yeah. Full-grown mouth, full-grown mouth, I need two pieces of gum. Yeah. Two for the chew? Absolutely. Start chewing on them. So I've had a few drinks at this point. So I get about five minutes into How chewing. Do you chew gum and drink. Same way you chew gum and walk, I guess. You just don't swallow it. You got a tongue, don't you? I guess so. <laughs> but I've been drinking all night, and I'm chewing these two pieces of gum. And I just start feeling fucking awful. I've got the fucking sweat. My throat feels like I just swallowed a pound of broken glass. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. So then I go over and I see the gum on the table. It's fucking Nicorette. Um, uh, You're supposed to take yeah. one piece and chew it. Just take one, one yeah. chomp every time you get a fucking craving. Yeah. Me there going at it like a fucking cow chewing on cut. Yeah, I so, guess I've been there when we were trying to quit smoking. That's where I tried that. that so so that's the gum that caused you the most pain yeah. too. Yeah, that's there we go. Yeah. That should be a shrink because I'm good at digging down and... Yeah, or a woman. A woman. Take down your past. <laughs> Disclaimer, we do not endorse any sexist point of views. <laughs> Oops. Uh, you haven't been to any of my comedy shows, you think no, fine. No. Uh, okay, no. They're probably after sex. <laughs> they are. I'll have an afternoon one for you sometime. All right, all right. But you got to answer this fifth question. It's the biggest argument you've ever lost to yourself. Do I go racing or not? <laughs> That's not bad. I was hoping it wasn't going to be, why did I come on this show? No. 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 Should have. <laughs> but that there, sir, is five stupid questions. You're not far off. No. no. <laughs> we do here. <laughs> so now going back to the matter at hand, who's your favorite racer growing up? It was weird. Well, I started off like 50% of the kids. You were either Dale Earnhardt or you are Jeff Gordon at my age. And it was that. Uh, it was Gordon at the time. And it wasn't long after that, there was a fellow come in, and he's still a nobody. But uh, Brian Vickers, I went with him and stuck with him throughout his racing. I think he had to leave racing due to blood clot issues, but that was why we chose the number 25. I don't know if there was something personable about him that I liked, or underdog maybe, something along those lines. Why did everyone start hating Jeff Gordon? Like, I don't follow it, but I know a lot of people fucking hate him. I think anybody who's on the top gets hate. 
no matter what sport you're at. Yeah. I think if you're good about things and people have nothing to really curse you over, you become hated. Just lonely at the top then. Yeah. That's no, I think it happened. You know, a lot of people hated Dale Earnhardt. And, I mean, then an unfortunate event happened. He becomes a part of history. It's so polarizing, I guess. And Jeff Gordon was his nemesis. Mm-hmm. He was the one in his side. He was the one who was beating Taylor. Like I didn't follow it, but I remember like whenever I did see it, like if I was with a friend that'd be watching it or a family yeah. member, and I just plopped down on the couch beside them, drink beer, would you watch it? Yeah. Earnhardt seemed like he was a dirty guy. Like, yeah. is that like a thing, or is that just? Yeah, a, yeah. He, he had no problem roughing someone up, moving them out of the way, wrecking them. None of that. He never, never showed that it bothered him. Hmm. A lot of other guys were much cleaner in the way they raced, and I think that's probably another thing that would make you hate Gordon, because he could pass you in such a clean way and not dump you and not wreck you and still win. <laughs> it's like, you would hate him. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you encounter a lot of dirty guys on the track when you're doing your Not thing? anymore. I shouldn't say that. We've been lucky. We've been pretty good. Stuff happens. Retaliation happens. It happens. Like, it's out there. For the most part, we've been pretty good. You pick and choose your battles. Mm-hmm. You know the people that could be a threat in that manner. We actually we lost a race because of it, because I took too long to get by two, let's call them red flags. That's a dirtbag or a shithead for, <laughs> if, for if, the layman's. If they're dueling it out and banging off each other, you know that you try to get by them, you're getting wrecked. You just got to wait, <clears throat> otherwise you're done. It's the dirtiest you've ever gotten. Dirtiest I've ever gotten? I felt bad, but... His head even went down. He's such a sweetheart. Tell us, tell us. <laughs> I was in our first year, probably second race, biggest race of the year at that point here in Atlanta, Canada. I was always one to, as a rookie, as a young guy, to let people go if they're faster and not cause anything. And hopefully maybe someday it would be returned when you needed it. And that's mostly the case. A great group of people that we race with and show some respect, get some respect. But there was one fella who, when I went to go by, would just constantly slam the door and chop the front end off the car every turn. And I just said, nope, not today. <laughs> Turned him around. Yellow flag came out. Everyone slows down. I come around the next lap. Here he is sitting on the track parked. <laughs> Oops, but Sorry, you're not doing this to me. You feel bad, but I'll say it. Fuck that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're in the heat of the moment. It's a competition. Live by the sword, die by the sword, motherfucker. Yeah, you don't want to get run over every day. So what's the biggest challenge you face as a race car driver? Keeping everything in line, keeping everybody in line. You know, the minute the helmet goes on, everything's gone. That's the easiest It's leading up. It's making sure everything works out that whole week in the shop, trying to get it to the track. It's making sure everybody who helps you is happy. <laughs> That is trying to keep a balance at work and family and racing and another work. You strike me as the kind of guy that's checking that car over right up until the helmet goes on. You gotta. If you don't, you're you're getting you're beating yourself. If you can't afford to send this thing away and have somebody else do it for you, which is not even that we can't afford it. It's we take pride in what we do ourselves. Mm-hmm. Then you better damn well do it yourself, <laughs> and you better do it right because you know a failure only reflects back on you in the shop that you came out. So with that, best accolades you have, like, what are you most proud of? Well, this year, this year was crazy. Every rookie year, or first ever year racing, 16, and we got rookie of the year, that was cool. Happy, you know, didn't know or really care if it ever went anymore. I was in the sportsman series, so bottom feeder series. Hmm. 
And then we jumped up full time this year into the Pro Stock Series, which is where we're running the big guys. And we got Rookie of the Year, Fan Favorite of the Year, Cleanest Driver of the Year, or something like that. I'd say Rookie of the Year for Maritime Pro Stock Tour. Nice. And just everyone's going to notice. Anytime I say, what's your greatest accolade or what are you most proud of, you always answer with we, so it shows that you really appreciate your team. And you oh, don't, okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. Yeah. You're not like a glory hound. No, hell no. Like, I was telling you, I don't. This interview stuff, I'd rather if it was the whole team sitting down and talking. Because then we do, like, quite a few interviews through the year, and it's always driver this, driver that, driver this, driver that. But the driver just drives or arranges so that it drives. It's all the other men and women would make it happen, mm-hmm. right? It's all the sponsors that make it happen financially. It's all the people who give their time that make it happen on track. So it's always we. There's never me. Mm-hmm. If if something goes wrong, then, then you'll. Well, it's always me then. Yeah, I right? take it all on my shoulders at that point. It's, that's the team. We've uh, master splitter said uh, when you're the leader, there are no excuses. Uh, yeah. Wise <laughs> words from a giant mutated rat in a car. <laughs> All right, you got to hit me with a funny story of something that has happened. Oh, God, how many people are going to hear this one? <laughs> you know what? I think there's just small pockets of people, like, all over the list. <laughs> no large groups, though. Like, you got to really go in the deep web to find someone else to talk about what you just heard with, I think. Uh, yeah, so we run to a track in New Brunswick, foolish and having a good time type racers. And uh, we went up there, just showed up at the track Saturday morning. The, uh, the owner and the promoter of the series came over. The guys, we just we just canceled due to rain. I mean, it was sunny. Like, well, we just drove three and a half hours. We weren't going to stay. Like, now what do we do? You're out three and a half hours of driving, hauling a trailer. That's quite a bit of money. And then you get three or four people with you. Anyway, that, whatever. We decided, oh, let's go. Stuart really started drinking. Let's go uh, where he's going to be held the next day. So racing just in that aspect is much different from doing comedy. Okay, go okay. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to go, you know, wherever, Princess Island or something like that. We get back to the track. So, well, it's going to rain. You got nowhere to stay. What are we going to do? Let's push the car out side of the trailer. Car cover on that. That'll protect that. We'll stay in the trailer. We push the car out. Still sunny and blue and beautiful. Set lawn chairs all up around the car started drinking. There was a campground at this track, so did everyone else. And we partied quite hard, drank quite a lot. And anyway, I say two or three in the morning, stuff like that, we're, we're doing karaoke that <laughs> And uh, all of a sudden, the people I was with were gone. No, I didn't know what time it was. Because you're singing that bad. No, I, I won't say me. I know I won't <laughs> Karaoke is probably five, six hundred feet away from where our trailer was. They kind of looked over in the direction of our trailer for whatever reason. They're lost. And uh, I seen smoke just billowing out of the trailer. Oh, crap. Like, your worst fear, worst nightmare. I went over there, and here's these fuckers having a barbecue. Cooking. Oh, yeah, I like this. <laughs> so I ate some, and then they went to bed. Another racer lent us their toter home. It's called. It's basically a camper that can haul a trailer. Lent that to us for the night. So they fucked up over there. They went to bed. So, well, okay, I'm going to party a little bit longer, maybe 3 o'clock or something. So I better go. So I walked in, woke them up, claimed the big bed, slept in the big bed. Couldn't, tried to, couldn't sleep in the middle of July. Or Way too hot. So I stripped down, boxers, not bare bulb. <laughs> just so clear. Still way too hot, way too hot. 
for whatever reason, drunk reason. Man, I got a fan in the trailer. That's what I need. <laughs> and we're talking a big barrel fan, like it's got a cool damn race car. Yeah. I said, I'm gonna go get that. So I bail out, beeline her over to the trailer, 200 feet away, across the parking lot, in my boxers, bare feet, break into my own trailer, get the fan, realize I'm hot. I just walked way too far. <laughs> so I went and turned the fan on, of course, no power. What do you need a power with? I need a generator. <laughs> so we went with a little suitcase generator, that's what we were running. Fired that up, plugged the fan in, and started walking back to where we were with the suitcase generator running in one hand, the big barrel fan on one arm, pointing at me, and here's the two people that I just woke up pissed off. And here's five, six, seven other drunk people just laughing and watching me walk across this parking lot. <laughs> I think at that point I decided I don't care if I'm hot or cold. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun race the next day. I bet. I was just going to ask you, did you have to race the next day? I don't think I sweat. No? <laughs> it must get fucking hot inside the car. It does, yeah. I keep needing to put a thermometer in there, but it's bad. Actually, we had two races here where I ended up being... There were no races I was in, per se. There were another series at the time, so when I was in Sportsman, it was a pro stock driver that passed out while driving through the heat. And then when I was a pro stock this year, it was a Sportsman driver who passed out at the time. Both times I got rounded up to go attend to them, be a firefighter. Somebody had known and knew I was there, went delivered first aid to them, kind of woke them up. The first one where he passed out on track was probably the scariest thing. Because you don't know, you're... You're so focused on what you're doing, you don't realize that. No. I have a plastic cup holder in there, and after the race here in July, it was melted. Holy shit. That's, and if this thing's 3D printed, like heavy duty, that's gross, that's hot. I want to get a picture of that, post that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll do that. Jesus. So yeah, it's a dangerous sport. You put your life on the line for our mere entertainment. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I guess we look at it that way. Seems like an oversimplification. It's pretty simple. It's You're like, no, 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 I do it for the money. No, <laughs> no Christ, there's no money in this. No. This is, you pinch your pennies just to get out there and do what you love to do and put on a show for the people who love to watch it. It's a hobby nonetheless. Nice. Just try and make ends meet with it. All right, so we're coming on the end here. What would you like to plug? Plug? Oh, yeah. Plug all my guys. Say that they're the only reason I'm able to do this. My wife for letting me do it. The kids for but not with me on Sunday after, but not so great. Hmm. Shout out to any of your sponsors or anything. Do you have merch, anything people can get their hands on? We will have more merch. We, we keep running it. That'll be up on our Facebook page, Vano Racing 25. V-A-N-O 25. It's pretty active. We try to show what we do, you know, once a week or something. We'll, we'll show what's going on this week. Even though we're technically off-season, you can see the car right now. Middle of everything. There's a skeleton of a car here. It's yeah. got some innards in it. Yeah. So it's, it never stops. The sport is always evolving, so we've got to keep evolving with it. just want to point out that I just realized that the uh, headlights on it are just stickers of headlights. Oh, yeah. So you're a fucking liar. A liar? You're a fucking... Those aren't headlights, <laughs> you liar. <laughs> we call headlights. <laughs> yeah, no, they're just stickers. Uh, Everything is just sticker. Yeah. It's all plastic and fiberglass. It's all the bodies. All right. <laughs> when's race season start? Uh, May 20th. All right, so if you're in the area of anywhere, go check it out. It's a pretty good day. It's a great excuse to have some beer if you need an excuse. Hell, just go take a friend to wherever you're near. Go to the track. Try it. Pick, and I tell people, just like, man, I'm going to go watch cars go around in a circle. It's boring. 
Hell yeah, it can be. <laughs> Pick a car. Pick a car for whatever reason. You like their number, you like the color of the car, you like something. I don't care what the reason is, and follow them the whole race. And you'll see a lot more than just going around in a circle, because you'll see their trials and tribulations of the day, and, you know, they might be winners and losers, or gainers or losers, like, <laughs> however it ends up. That's where the excitement comes into. You need to pick something to watch. If you just will sit there and you're going to watch 32, 40 cars go around in circles, that's all you're ever going to see. Proper thing. I might head out and check out number 25 myself one of these days. Yeah, buddy. All right. Do you want to hit the outro music? The who? The outro music for the show. I'll hit it.